You are listening to episode five of Come Again. I am your host, Georgia Mountford Blake, and today I'm going to introduce you to Teresa Toledo. She helps businesses skyrocket their website traffic and conversions by taking advantage of Pinterest. You know, I think Pinterest is a platform that not a lot of us really utilize. We, we might have an account, do some pinning, have some boards, but that tends to be about as far as it goes with the business owners that I speak to. What a lot of people don't recognize is that Pinterest makes a great amplifier. In the same way that paid ads can drive more traffic to uh, an already converting offer, Pinterest can be phenomenally powerful. You can drive traffic to blog posts and videos, images, quizzes. If you haven't considered using Pinterest or you're like me and you were just dabbling, I highly recommend listening to this episode and learning from Teresa exactly what you can do to help your brand be seen heard and shared more. Pinterest is just the bee's knees for shareable, repostable content. Pinterest seems like it would be a fantastic place to find people who have those needs and wants if you can get creative about identifying what they would be searching for. I mean, in a way, Pinterest is very clear with the policy or what you can and what you can't. And in that creative process, the moment you want people to find you, you need to change mm-hmm. how you are pushing the message out. You, you come, come again. again. Come, come again. again. Come again. You do what? Come again. Thank you for coming, Teresa. I'm so excited to have you on my show. Well, thanks for having me. I am thrilled to be here talking about our Pinterest things with you. Yes, you are a cutting edge Pinterest marketing strategist. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got to here? Well, let's say it took me about uh, five and a half years. So I started as an intern. I was part of this online coaching, fitness coaching, and I was one of their trainers. They were learning about mindset and business growth. And me and a few others, one of them is Kelly Sturtevant, our amazing Facebook ads queen. We were interns and they said, okay, here goes. We need, this is Pinterest. Pinterest is great to drive traffic to the website. We have blogs, you create images. I was assigned that task and I just started playing with it. You know, a lot of fails and successes. And then I ended up getting, taking a course and trying new things. Next thing I know, I'm being recommended to somebody on a Facebook group and I take an account and I just keep going. The, the journey pretty much was not just Pinterest. I also dabbed into Facebook ads, organic Instagram, uh, YouTube, Google ads, and all of the things for different circumstances. I was going to ask what it was that made you choose Pinterest. I yes. guess you just really took to that platform. Yes. One of the reasons it's a platform that doesn't require engagement. You don't have connect on a personal level with people because it is a visual search engine. It's not a social media platform. So there are differences, but I saw that I'm feeling good. I decided, even though I'm loving all of the other things, I'm focusing on this. I can do this much better. Yeah. And you do, because now you not only provide Pinterest strategy to businesses, but you teach social media managers and other people how to- How to get there and how to, you know, be able to provide better results. Sometimes people don't understand they say, I want a Pinterest person, but they are thinking about a very low budget. They don't see all the potential and how that person could take them to a different place to being an expert 
Do you think business owners don't really know how to use Pinterest or don't know what they want? I think we have both. Number one, most people come and say, oh, I want brand awareness. But actually what I want in the end is more sales. So Pinterest will help them get, of course, it will get them get sales, but it's not exactly brand awareness, but what brand recognition, which is a little different, you know, people will get to recognize them. So the moment that they see them on another platform, they know what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's when the action a lot of times happen. Unless you're running ads or being a very specific product seller, your conversion does not happen at Pinterest level. Pinterest is the place where people get to know you, get to feel comfortable and familiar with you. And the action is taken somewhere else later. Mm -hmm. So they they don't know a lot of business owners, but say they are using Pinterest for themselves, for their personal uh, recipes and projects and inspiration and vision boards, right? But that doesn't mean that they know Pinterest as a marketing tool. So how does it differ then from a Pinterest as an everyday user? We find things we're inspired, we create boards, maybe send to our friends. And that's all fairly straightforward and intuitive. How is it different to use Pinterest as a business owner? If you're using Pinterest for yourself, collecting your things or saving them to your boards the way you want. Now, with the moment that you start creating with the purpose of being seen, of being found, your creation process needs to be different. It's not about what you want. It's about what people want. It's about what the platform wants. And it's about positioning it on a visual search engine. So the same way that if you're blogging for yourself or, you know, just to share everything, it's one thing. The moment you want people to find you, you need to change Mm -hmm. how you're pushing the message out. You need to adjust your message to what are people looking for. That doesn't mean that you change what you're talking about, but you change Uh the way you're talking about, the Mm -hmm. way you're positioning. Things like titles, keywords. Keywords pretty much are the words that people are using to search for something. You know, it sounds like super fancy, but in the end, it's not. Also, when the business owner comes in and thinks, okay, all I have to do is use the words to name my product, name my services. No, people are not looking for you. They're not looking for your brand. They are looking for answers to a problem. Oh, I love the answers to a problem. You see how we switch here? Like you can go look for a business uh, name or a personality or a style when you go to Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. You can use that name. But when you go to Pinterest, most people, what they're doing is they're searching for the problem. They don't even know the answers. They might not even be uh, solution aware. They're searching for the problem. So that's why keywords are just the words that people are using to search. When I teach them to create the proper bio or profile description, It needs to be pretty much an upside down elevator pitch or, you know. What does that mean? How do you do it upside down? Because you're not telling people, hey, I am this person and I offer X, Y, Z. You have to invert and in a keyworded way say, hey, this is the problem that I solve. Mm -hmm. You understand, you see that I'm not giving what I have, what is my product, what I do. I need to also use the problem that I solve. Yeah. Yeah, which would be, yeah, the end of the elevator pitch. Yes. Because in the elevator pitch, pretty much you go, oh, I am so-and-so and I help so-and-so and I do so-and-so. People are not searching for, are you helping so-and-so? No, they're searching straight with the problem. You put this in your bio. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that works really well, I think, with the strategies that I teach 
for restricted marketing because very often we can't advertise using the exact words that we might yes. want. So instead, I try to reverse engineer who the target is, the likely customer is, and what problem are they trying to solve that would lead them to want to buy your thing, whatever that is, your, yes. you know, your CBD oil or your uh, sex toy for your spicing exactly. up your marriage or whatever. So Pinterest seems like it would be a fantastic place to find people who have those needs and wants if you can get creative about identifying yes. what they would be searching for. And in that creative process also has to go on. So let's say, how do you tell people that they should give it a try or why they should need or why that is a good idea or why that is an answer to what they're looking for without being the product description? And then we send to the old blog, which a lot of times I tell business owners, this is not a blog, this is an article. You are bridging, you are nurturing the person in that article. You're talking about your product. You are exploring it with different angles. So like you said, for example, the person, you know, the business who is selling the sex toy, for example. So create an article, X healthy ways to deepen your relationship mm. and right there they write some ideas connection you know dating and then you're bringing your product yes and yes. there you link a product Perfect. so you are going to post on pinterest something related to the x ways to deepen and to okay. awaken a relationship you're not putting exactly yeah the product you're not giving exactly what it is but you're bringing them to you know it's kind of like a journey like hey this is what you want and this is the answer mm -hmm. you know the relationship is stale but you're not gonna go straight unless pinterest is okay with you marketing that product straightforward which mm -hmm. some part of in the case of sex toys some of it is okay on the cbd some of it will be okay as well but not mm -hmm. all of it. So the ones that are not okay, we have different ways to bring them in. Now, this is for organic. We're not talking about paid. When it comes to paid, the rules are, are a little bit more strict. But that oh, you could advertise the X healthy way. You can, yes, you run traffic there. Now, then do you see why they come in asking for Pinterest? But actually, we have more that they can use. And they also need sort of a whole content creation engine in their business in order to... Yes, to I, ended up, I ended up partnering with someone who helps with that. So last week, I onboarded a new client and they don't have content. And the first thing is like, this is how it can be like, I'm going to write down two articles as a sample, just so you can see. And we're going to put on the blog because I need that on your website because I need that. So it helps my Pinterest grow for you. Yeah. Right. So I have a place to send people. And that's when they look and they go like, oh, yeah, we were missing these and we didn't even know. Yes. I see how the pieces fit together. So what kind of or rather, how can people come up with these content ideas? But how do business owners find what their people might be searching for on Pinterest? So pretty much easy peasy, basic. You go to the Pinterest search bar and type in the exercise that I like to do is to get them to write down words that somehow relate to their products, to their brand, to the problems they solve, right? So they write that down. Then, okay, what is your client? If they want to find what you have, how they would be searching for? Then we can look into 
what other problems you could be solving and how could people be searching for them. Once you have those, you have to go on the Pinterest search bar and start typing them. Pinterest auto-completes on the mm -hmm. search bar and pretty much shows you, guides you, what are people currently searching for related to their work. So let's say if you put, I don't know, hot wax, Pinterest is going to share more stuff, homemade, whatever it is that people are searching for. So mm -hmm. those, you need to write that down. This is going to give you the way to the keywords that you want to be using. This is the answer on how are people searching for it. The other part of the exercise is to watch because Pinterest will be presenting you with pin images, with posts, right? And you're going to see the images right there. And you're going to see how they look like. What do they say? Are they just plain images? Do they have text overlay? What the text overlay says? They have what title are people using? The very first ones that are presented are the highest ranking at the moment. Right. So, so what you need to imitate. Exactly. And then the next exercise is to get your competitor and search what are they doing. And the key will be observe learn and do better. learn and do better I like that. I mean I love that I love the competitor research and actually when it's one of the steps that I take with my clients the very first week we do a niche research with the competitor research with the keyword research the competitor research pretty much we dive in and try to find as much as we can from anybody who could have a similar business mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't even have competitors because maybe we find one or two competitors using the platform properly a lot of people are not so we try to find okay what are other related you know uh, mm -hmm. possible similar businesses so we can see what they're doing we can tell uh, if it's working or not right away, we can tell if they're updated and how can we do better. And that would be, I think, what differentiates the service provided as an expert from the service provided as an assistant. SVA. Pinning things and adding keywords, but an expert creates that whole strategy and sees the end-to-end yes. -end picture. And I suppose like any investment, if, it, if you've got a good return on investment, if you are getting lots of traffic and that's converting into sales, well, then the contractors paid for themselves. So it's yes, now this is the part where then a lot of uh, businesses are not ready for this level of commitment because you're not going to see results right away. It takes time. We know the power, the potential, because we have been studying businesses that started two years ago, three years ago, and we are watching what's happening and observing. Now, if you get a new business and go in today, chances are you're not going to see anything happening in the first month, mm -hmm. depending on your efforts, not even in the second or third month. It feels like, you're, why am I even doing this? Which then we have other case studies that businesses that started in the same situation, but six months, seven months, it started blooming. And then one year, two years later, with minimal efforts, it's still blooming. Yeah. Now, if the business is not ready and is impatient and asks me right away, what is my return of investment on pinning organically? I cannot tell right away. Yeah. I can tell on an advertisement. I can tell if we are running paid ads, you're going to get two, 2.4, whatever it is, three. 
you know, right off the bat if we put it all together. But other than that, I can't. There are factors on the platform. The same way, it's very similar to Google and YouTube on that manner. It will depend on how long the content is circulating. It takes time for Pinterest to index and understand every single piece of content that is thrown on the platform. Speaking of that, Pinterest is for good for long form searchable content and evergreen content. Yes. So when you're talking about how long has it been circulating, Pinterest is something that's not real time, right? And on Pinterest, your followers may see it on real time, but the other people or how it's going to show on search, it's going to take longer. It may take anywhere between six, eight to 12 weeks for Pinterest to understand the content. So what happens is that the engineering behind the whole thing is very intricate, very complicated. And Pinterest, uh, I, you know, explained to us once, how does it work? And it has a system of interests. Pinterest we not only see the titles, the keywords that we are writing when we post, but also the image. Pinterest can read the image and connect that picture with a similar picture. Mm-hmm. So that counts. Pinterest will take uh, data from your website because one of the powerful things that we have to do when we want to use Pinterest for business is to claim and verify the website. So Pinterest can ping back and pull data from there. So Mm -hmm. that connection, what is this image about? What is the picture saying? What is the text overlay saying? What is the title saying? The description, the board where this was connected. Website, what is the website saying? You know, it could even go as deep as what is the picture file saying? Mm -hmm. You know, how we name that picture, which a lot of times we don't, but it can go that deep. Um, Then engagement, who is engaging with this? What are they engaging with? Yes, Pinterest has, so there are kind of two ways where the information shows on Pinterest, which one is the search and one is what Pinterest calls the smart feed. So the smart feed is a mix of content from people you follow and content that Pinterest believes based on previous searches. And then it goes to that point that you see something on Pinterest and you go, oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. How did Pinterest know? Because Pinterest Mm. is taking the time. And then of course we have the ads right there as well which goes based on your interaction, uh, on your tastes, on age, gender, location, you name it. So let's talk about Pinterest ads for a moment. So the organic strategy sounds very uh, straightforward, not necessarily easy, but yeah. Consistency, Mm -hmm. strategy, a mix of images, strategy and consistency. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's it. Always consistency is the hard one, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And I would add a fifth pillar, which is patience. Most people are missing But yes. So with ads, you mentioned before that you can have a clearer picture of what the ROI would be, which is one benefit. Uh, Con though is that they are stricter about the content in ads. Yes. Uh, The type of people who listen to this podcast may need to stick with an organic strategy as their main Pinterest strategy. But if they are wanting to run ads, tell me what that looks like. So one thing that we need to, to differentiate before we go is that a lot of times, even if your content is not exactly what Pinterest approves, you still could pin organically. It's not going to be forbidden. It's going to be there, but nobody's going to see it. So Yes, I did see that when I was researching. It says something <laughs> like, we do our best to differentiate between pornography and other mature content. For example, you can save content about sexual health, breastfeeding, mastectomies, art, education, and well-being with adult nudity, given the non-pornographic context. 
but we may limit its distribution so people exactly. don't run into it accidentally. Yeah. So you will need to be careful with the warning. For example, if you're searching for depression and anxiety, Pinterest is going to be very cautious with what is going to show to you. But if you want to talk about ways to feel less stressed and other, you know, mental health, bring you can more joy into your health. day. And... Exactly. Now, if you are advertising something, then things are going to be a little more specific. For example, weight loss. You cannot go and advertise weight loss. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Yes, they had a whole big press release about that in July last year. And even if you're talking about a, a workout routine, but depending how you're displaying the picture, picture in the body, yes. if they feel this is going to be somehow hurtful, they will yes. not approve. I, I encountered that we were talking about the postpartum fitness workout and losing the mommy tummy, which is okay. But there was a picture of a belly. They did not approve. They said it was distasteful. So, of course, you can appeal, maybe they will approve, but you need to work on that. The same thing will be with all of the other issues. You know, Pinterest, it, it's, it's not exactly democratic, <laughs> but if Pinterest feels that this image may make some people feel bad about it, it's not going to be approved because Pinterest prides itself in being a place of positivity and inspiration. So advertising for health and well-being and workouts and anything related to losing weight is allowed, but we just have to be very careful about not saying Now, loud. if you are advertising pills, for example, or something that's non-CDC approved, it's going to be a no-go. I did work with keto guides, which is not exactly non-approved, but the angle that we had was fat loss well-being it cannot be weight loss straightforward even on the landing page one of our reps circulated a couple of words those words need to be changed and once we changed we were able to run the ads to that guide right so what would someone if someone was having this trouble do you offer consultations how do I people do, get this kind of help yes i do offer consultations you know if it is a good fit uh, i would love to say that pinterest is for everyone but in reality, it's not exactly for everyone, depending on your efforts, your niche, or what are you willing to do? Sometimes mm. Pinterest will not bring you that result as fast as other platforms. In the long term, it's positive because it is an evergreen platform. Yeah. And the content that you're posting, which is pinning actually, it's going to be circulating for months, if not for years. If you go in today, and you search for Valentine's Day content, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be finding content that is being pinned now. Content that was pinned last year, the year before, the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So the longer your, your high quality content stays in the platform and circulates, the more powerful it is. Content that is being you know, around for so long, but it's not a high quality content or doesn't fulfill certain things, it's not going to get seen as well now another positive aspect is that pinterest is generating data and when you go and you advertise it with other platforms you're going to be collecting that data as well so it is a way to drive traffic to get people to interact to go to your website especially if you're pairing it with that article strategy you know you're creating content about 
your business, your product, your solution, your audience, and yes. they'll be found on Pinterest, but they'll also show up in Google searches, right? Exactly. And so, and also another thing, yes, you can be on Pinterest without creating content, but if you create content, you exponentialize that content that you're adding to your website belongs to you, becomes an asset. And it not only will help on Pinterest, but also it's going to make it interesting because at one point you can't exactly track everything that Pinterest is helping you do, right? You know, how far can I track? Can I actually see the behavior of those people on my website? You know, what are they doing and are they returning? Or a lot of things, this was a very eye-opening. I remember two or three years ago running a campaign and they were not buying from the Pinterest ads. But we were seeing an increase on people buying from the Facebook. So what happened is that they were coming in from Pinterest. They were interacting, seeing, and being retargeted there. Retargeted later. But they were buying. So it's like, oh. how can it, uh, you know, it's hard to prove, but you can evaluate that situation. Yeah. And then when it comes to pricing point, Pinterest ads are still cheaper. Okay. That's the thing. Also, Pinterest ads are not hurting as bad with the new iOS changes mm -hmm. because people who see those ads, it's based on their interaction within the platform. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So what kind of ads do you recommend for Pinterest? Where does it fit in the strategy? Well, it will depend on how well established your account is and what's going on. If you already have an account that is established, and I have a case like that, an account that is over two years, and we were last week running some ads, we are retargeting. Mm -hmm. We're not even worried about finding, you know, new people. We are just retargeting and it's going to work. Yeah. Now, if your account is new, you haven't been on Pinterest, you have to find that, you know, that person first before you can even retarget. So this way, you know, you're going to run traffic campaigns, uh, awareness campaigns based on people who you click, not exactly people who you buy. So Pinterest is chasing people who you see tap and go to your website. Uh, and then we go through conversions, which are people who are mm -hmm. actively taking action. Depending on your product and your pricing point, it's going to be harder to find this specific person through conversions if you don't have all of that data, you know. But if you have, let's say, a fantastic list, you can upload your list and tell Pinterest, find people like this. Oh, like a custom so, audience. Content. Exactly. So it's it's pretty much you depend on what you have going on. If you're new on Pinterest, definitely you don't want to go that way. Uh, but you're going to tell Pinterest, you know, where does your person live? What does your person like? What kind of interests your person has, right? Yeah. You need to understand your customer. So you know your customer is a person of a certain age, certain works. That person will also be interested in finances, in parenting, in health and wellness motivational quotes so those are you can tell pinterest this is the person that i want you to find and then let pinterest do the work amazing i have another question for you about businesses who are borderline so their content sometimes gets either restricted or removed can you tell me about how people can stay safe on pinterest pretty interesting i haven't uh, encountered or had conversations that people had their ads account locked because what happens is you have your account now getting your organic account locked will not let you run anything and usually that happens uh, you have to be very out there let's say uh, one example it didn't cause the account to be locked but it caused caused our content you cannot see it was right when covid was running and this person in the wellness um, that we were helping 
had a little video talking about using baking soda to boost your immunity for preventing COVID or so, so. Pinterest right away said, you can't do this. Or I remember cases in which, you know, people selling books about how to cure cancer naturally. It will work for a while, but eventually Pinterest will catch up or anything that's anti-vax. Mm -hmm. But I think that Pinterest will ban right away the moment that they find you. Firearms, ammunition, explicit sex. Now, if you're running your ads, your account is fine. You're just following the rules. Because once you run that ad, if you want to switch things around, you will require new approval. Yep. Yeah, so the ad will just get rejected if it does. And it will get rejected. You can appeal. You can talk to your rep. Pinterest is being really good at providing us with uh, ads, reps that can help us. I've been in touch with several uh, different reps, and all of them, they're really helpful. They really, you know, of course, they have limitations on what they can tell you. And I know that because that is one rep that I was always mind blown. And he is not working with Pinterest anymore. He's running mm -hmm. his own agency uh -huh. so we had a conversation and I said what sometimes when you would talk I would feel that you were holding back and he said yes I couldn't mm -hmm. say what I wanted to say so I had to kind of lead but now I can so you know it, it so there really are some like secrets that we yes, <laughs> to figure out regardless their help has been really really good overall Pinterest really wants you to spend that money and it wants to help you is spend that money in a significant way so you can spend more, mm -hmm. which I, you gotta you gotta admire that. Yep. But this is what's gonna happen: your ad will be rejected. Your account is not gonna be called. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, we're not gonna run the ad. That you need to fix if you wanna spend your money in ads. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've never really heard this account has been blocked, has been closed. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, to be ads. honest, I don't. I was searching for things like that prior to our talk you know and there's not very much that comes back except no. for you get your account suspended if you're being too spammy or you know those kinds of activities. or if you create too many bars too fast or if you emulate anything that seems to be automated in ways that are not approved you know there are ways that you can automate that is approved by pinterest yeah. or even if you are using content that belongs to someone else as yours that could be an infringement and if you are using certain imagery certain wording your content will be suppressed your content sometimes you know it will escape and it will take a little bit more time but if you know mm. i think it's important to note that even when content is suppressed and doesn't get viewed to as many people that's not zero people you know no, if you're in a your followers are still going to be seeing you that's right and the i think when you are in a borderline industry Getting your message heard anywhere is harder. There's always yes. these loops online and offline. And Pinterest sounds like one of the better options, especially since you can really go lean into that content strategy. And you did an amazing job with the content on my site. You did it had no issues whatsoever. Yes, and it was all pole dancing and it all went through totally fine. It's It pops yeah. up right yeah. it, it pretty much will depend you know how you're presenting your content in any industry of course if it's illegal it's not mm. going to happen but you know mm. i think the borderline as long as it's presented in a certain way a positive way inspiring way non-harmful way it's going to be fine amazing
You've been very okay. helpful. Thank you. I am Teresa Toledo, uh, everywhere, Teresa with a Z. TikTok and socials, teresatoledo.social, because somebody had already taken my name and that was really sad. Somebody was not even using it. So mm. that's what made it, makes it worse. But yeah, and I do have a free Pinterest guide, starter guide. No matter what industry, you need to start that way. Mm -hmm. So you can get it from my website, which is teresatoledo.com forward slash Pinterest. And that's the starting point for any industry, you know, beginning, understanding, setting up your account, connecting your website, creating some boards, creating images, you know, best practices, having a little strategy. step-by-step step of how to get started with all yes. of those best practices. Yes. Amazing. And the interesting fact is that uh, depending on the product, Pinterest may even allow you to become a merchant. So you can have a shop tab in shoppable content, which is images that send straight to your website and people can buy. So mm. it's really always a good thing to see what Pinterest doing, you know, and how you can work with that. Plus things are always changing, right? That's true. I'll have to get you back on the show in a few months, no doubt. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Teresa. Welcome. Thank you for having me here. So there you go. I learned a few things. I hope you learned plenty too. I've been your host, George Mountford-Blake, tech and marketing strategist to scandalous and stigmatized industries. Join me every Monday and Thursday to hear from more fantastic marketers and business owners that can help you amplify your voice online. Until next time, come again. <laughs>